I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Breaking news, Rush Nation. Murph is holding out until being paid. Nine months into his rookie contract, he's had enough. He's not coming back until we pay him. And until you guys start supporting us, that can't happen. So go on to our Patreon page, Five Yard Rush, sort us out. Now, I'm only joking, I'm only joking. Murph's in the studio. Big man, how you doing? I'm good, mate. I work for beer, but beer is running slightly low, so, you know. This is true. Our, <laughs> our original currency is now down to under half of original. So we're six bottles left. We Our shipment from Beer Me Now, who we'll mention in a little bit, is dwindling. So if you don't want to go onto the Patreon page and support us, then you can send beer to the studio DM us on Twitter at Five Yard Rush and we'll give you the address to send payment. Thanks very much. This has been fun. Until next week, keep rushing. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> this has started jovially. Oh, man, it's good to be back in the studio, Murph. It is, man. It's good to be back. It's Tuesday. The sun is shining still. We're having a lovely summer. We're so far, so good. I mean, I work outside, as, I all know, as you all know, and my tan is coming along quite nicely. 
need to stop wearing a hat so much because I'm getting the golf pro golfer hat mark. Oh, yeah. And ear defenders as well. I get white ears in the summer, which is not a good look when you're out on a Friday night. Trust me, the chicks <laughs> didn't dig it when I was younger and my wife doesn't think it's appropriate now. So let's talk some beer quickly. Have you ever wondered about getting a subscription box turned up to your door on a monthly, bi-monthly or quarterly basis? Well, the boys over at beermenow.co.uk can sort you out with that. If you use the promo card code 5YARDRUSH, you get 50% off your first order, which means your box of eight beers plus a snack is only £12.50. Yep. £12.50, yes. So head over there, throw in 5YARDRUSH as your promo code and get eight beers for £12.50 plus a delicious snack which the popcorn we had was on point. Plus, if you do that, send us a picture that you've confirmed your order, that it's it's all confirmed. I will personally send you also a little something on top. Well, there you go. You had it here first. Murph. That's worth more than the beer. Okay, we'll leave it there. And <laughs> I don't have any idea what that is. So when you get it, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> it's something you've already had. Oh, amazing. So, yeah, it's good. So, yeah, we'll definitely share something with you um, if you take advantage of this offer. So, and it's well worthwhile and it's fantasy football related. So, definitely take advantage. Um, so, you not only get beers, but you also get something that will massively help you uh, into the fantasy football season. So, you can't ask for more than that. I've got a sneaky suspicion what it is now, which is good news. So, my beer today is The Wanderer. It's by Abbeydale Brewery. It's Watermelon and Hibiscus IPA. I've got to say, it isn't quite good as the, uh, how do I pronounce this again, Murph? It's the Hefeweizen yeah. from Howling Hops, the East End Hefeweizen. Now, that was one of my favourite beers ever, I think, so it had to go well to beat it. This is a little more tangy with the hibiscus notes, but it's still good. Can't complain. What are you on, sir? I'm on the switch, C-W-T-C-H. It's a Welsh word for cuddle. Ah, well, it's called Tiny Rebel. It's basically quite psychedelic as a bottle with, uh, I guess, what can be described as a teddy bear that looks like it's dead sitting down. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's like Pudsy with a spray can. He's got a hoodie on. He's got a hoodie on and a sad face as an eye and all sorts. But it's um, it's actually really nice. It's a red ale. Nice and strong. It's like 4.6, I think it is. Um, but it's got a really nice uh, flavor to it. And it's... Uh, uh, perfect temperature. It's so. the only Welsh brewery as well to win Champion Beer of Britain, Tiny Rebel. So. Well, I can see why. Well, it's a good go. beer. So I'll be enjoying that while we speak just now. We also have a second uh, promo code for you lovely fans out there. Um, so as you know, Rich King is a member of the team here. He has launched his own website uh, for draft boards. We use his draft board at the live event or the live uh, draft that we did for our home league a couple of weeks ago. And it was really good. Uh, stickers are really good. The board was awesome. People really enjoyed it. If you're ever thinking about doing a, a home league with a live draft, now's your chance. Typically, you'd have to get the draft boards from uh, America, which is quite pricey because they'll cost you about 20 25 bucks, And then on top of that, you've got to pay the shipping. You're looking at near a 40 All your league mates chip in, which is fine. But actually, Rich is doing it for £20, and if you take advantage of the uh, offer code five yard, you'll get ten percent off that, which is another half a pint. And there'll also, you know, will be something in there um, that you can order on top of, like rankings and cheat sheets and things like that. So it's a really good uh, price for the board. But actually, I think for just a few pounds more, I think it works out to be about three fifty four pound more with the discount code. You're able to get all the rankings. 
uh, all the cheat sheets, everything that Rich does, all in one. So it's really worthwhile to go for the all-in package. But if you just want the draft set to take advantage of that, you can do that um, and save yourself a load of money on buying it abroad. And it's much better quality. And it's from supporting it. You know, it's supporting us as a podcast and supporting Rich and his uh, separate entity as well. So code five yard. Get on to uh, kingfantasysports.com. Take advantage of that, and you'll be able to. Uh, get yourselves a draft kit ready for draft season. Right on, right on, right on. So we mentioned Merv holding on earlier out, earlier on. Let's talk some news, Merv. Melvin Gordon threatening to hold out unless he gets offered a new contract. He's asked for a new contract. I think that's actually in talks at the moment, but I think this is one way of him going public by saying that what you've offered me isn't enough. Last year of his rookie deal this year, and he's currently in line to make five and a half, five point six million million this season. So when you consider it, Gurley's on, what, $17 million a season? And uh, Bell just got paid 14 and a half, something like that, at the Jets. Melvin Gordon clearly wants to be paid in the position that some teams don't value. The Chargers are notoriously cheap and move on from their running backs when they think they've got their best from them. We've seen it with LaDainian Tomlinson and uh, who was the guy before or after that? Uh, it escapes me, but they're a franchise that will easily move on from somebody they think they've squeezed all the juice out of the lemon. And Melvin... They're in a win-now mode, so that suits him more because if they weren't, he'd be going, he'd be gone. But in the win-now mode that they're in, they are going to pay him, I think. I initially thought that maybe they'll get tra- he'll get traded, but the more I'm seeing and hearing on it, I think they're in a win-now and they need to pay him in order to, to get to the Super Bowl because Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, oh, they're good ancillary pieces, but they're no RB1s for their team. I think with Gordon, I think that there's a couple of things. Like people are comparing this to the Lev Bell situation, and that really isn't the case. Lev Bell was in a franchise tag, which meant that basically upon the end, basically him not turning up, that was the end of his contract. Now, if Gordon holds out, let's say the entire year, like Lev Bell, the Chargers still hold that contract for another year. So, so essentially, like, he has to play his fifth year. He has to play his fifth year somewhere. So he won't get paid and the Chargers still hold the rights at that price. So it's not like he's going to hold out next year, hits free agency and he gets his paycheck. The Chargers still hold the rights to the player, which means that because otherwise people could just say, I don't want to play for you and just hold out. And that's what the, the rules are. The franchise tag is slightly separate. He is not on a franchise tag. He is on a fifth year option of his original deal. The other thing is Lev Bell at the point of him holding out, had earned a fair amount of money in the game. I'm not saying he, he necessarily earned what he was worth or if he played a different position, all those malarkeys, right? Melvin Gordon is due to make $5.6 million this year. Due to his injury in year one, he's not made that money. He's basically made that much so far. So you're basically asking him to take... He, he, like For him to walk away in the biggest year of his contract so far, it would have been his rookie year, but he got injured. He's, you're asking a lot. Like, it's not like Lev Bell. He walked away from $14 million. Yes, that's a lot of money. But when you've earned as much money as Lev Bell has earned in endorsements, in commercials, in, you know, he's probably worth, at that point that he walked away, close to $100 million. Melvin Gordon isn't worth anywhere near that. So he's not earned that much. So for him to hold out and walk away from that kind of money, that he... I don't know, like, you say $5 million is a lot of money, and it is a lot of money, but you live to your means. I don't know how long he can afford to just throw away $5 million. Whereas Lev Bell can afford because he has earned his lifetime's money. He just wants more, which I understand. 
So I think that's a really big driver. The other thing is I just think the charges here, as you say, win now mode, sign him, guarantee his money for two years, pay him somewhere between 12 and 15 million a year for two years. And then you draft a RB next year and then you cut him at the end of 2020. Like you shouldn't really do it. I don't advocate that as a strategy, but if you're going to win the Super Bowl now, you've got a better chance with Melvin Gordon than you do not having Melvin Gordon. Oh, 100%. At least this year. I think as well the Chargers, they're in a different situation to, we'll talk about Zeke in a minute, but in in the Lev Bell situation, the Jets could afford him because their quarterback's on a rookie deal, and uh, Dak over in Dallas is still on a rookie deal. And it's a really cheap rookie deal because Dak was drafted so late. Yeah, whereas Philip Rivers just just been paid. They've got defensive players that are on big money over there as well. So they're already behind the cap, as it were, compared to the other teams who have running backs that need money. They've already paid people, so Melvin Gordon might not necessarily, well, he won't get as much as he wants because the Chargers might not necessarily have that money. Yeah, I I think it's one of those things. I think they can probably make the deal work. Um, uh, of course. But I think long-term, for their long-term strategy, having Melvin Gordon, we've seen what happens when you tie up a running back for so long in Todd Gurley. It's just not a smart play. Teams that, and we wrote a big piece um, that talks about the majority of playoff teams don't pay their running backs top, top, top money because it's just not the strategy. I hope the CBA does fix that a little bit because it is unfortunate. The shelf life of a running back is significantly shorter than any other position in the NFL. So those guys, considering how much work they do, do not really get, I'm not saying they should get quarterback money, but maybe they should get, the top players should be in line with what some of the top wide receivers are doing. But the top wide receivers have got 15 years in the game or close to that, a good 10 to 12 year career, a running back is lucky to get five years. So actually on their rookie deal, their rookie deal has to be heavily incentivized and they need to make money quick because by the time they get re-signed, most of them aren't going to get a new contract or a contract that's going to be worth more than a million, two million a year. So I hope it resolves. I hope he's not too greedy. I hope he doesn't think he's Todd Gurley and wants Todd Gurley money because he has had injuries. But hopefully a deal of around 12 to 15 million a year should be enough to get him done. He gets a lot more this month, this year and next year, and then he can hit the market and see what he can get for the rest of his career. Yeah, I think it's been said as well that he does want Todd Gurley money. And I don't know if that was just a tweet thrown out by someone or actually a comment from Melvin Gordon, but he's he's not going to get that. Like I mentioned, the Chargers cap is already big because of star players they've got from veteran deals. And he isn't, like Murph said, Todd Gurley. He's just... He's good, but he's not Todd Gurley good. So, no. so let's slide over or down or whichever way it is geographically from chart. Well, Los Angeles is it's eastwards and maybe slightly south. Okay, well we'll go that way to Dallas. <laughs> um, Zeke has, in a private conversation with somebody whose name escapes me, said that he is planning a training camp holdout. This is. Do you think that this? thing with Melvin Gordon and Zeke and so forth is because the CBA coming up they want money locked down before possibly the NFL goes into um, pause I think I think the situations are very different I think the situation with Melvin Gordon I'm more I'm more I don't ever want to say that any person shouldn't earn their money I'm more sympathetic with Melvin Gordon because I don't think he has earned anywhere near the money that he could or should have earned um, for how long he has been in the league and for the fact that he was injured in his rookie year and that's where most of the money he would have earned. So because of that injury, he's not earned anywhere near what he should have earned. I think that's the first piece. 
So you're talking about Melvin Gordon is, is it fair to say he's a top five, seven running back in the league? He's earned about six million in his career. That's not a lot. When you've got kickers earning six million a year now, like you have to look at that and say that there's something quite wrong with that. Zeke's is a little different because of how high he was drafted and the the sloping scale up of the salary cap. He's earned more money than that, plus he's been on the field. I mean, he had suspension issues, so that's why some of that money is offset. But Zeke isn't in the contract year. So him holding out now could be to do with the CBA, although I think the CBA might be more favourable to running backs. So I don't know, but maybe new running backs and rookie running backs. Maybe it's not going to be so favourable on veteran running backs, so that might be one cause but I think he sees a window now where he can get paid that maybe he I think he wants to get paid before Dak but I think he wants to not have we've just paid Dak we've paid Amari Cooper were they drafted in the same year Dak yeah, and they were. Zeke and they're, are they both on the same length of contract or is Zeke no, got five Zeke's year, got Dak's... five years because he was a first round pick and Dak has a four year contract right so at the end of the day you know Zeke isn't on a contract year so his demand is slightly stranger i also think that he's just trying to jump the gun and get and get money and also he is at his peak in the sense of this is the this is the time that he is going to be at his best is the next couple of years and i think he wants to get paid for that now rather than put the performances up tire himself out then earn that money and then what happens and also he's a guy that can quite easily get suspended at any time um we know his behavior is a bit whatever and I think maybe that money could be an extra motivation who really knows but at the end of the day I think he will be successful I think he will get a contract again it's how high do you want to push the ceiling Ezekiel has for me a slightly better chance of getting Todd Gurley money but Jerry Jones I don't think pays that much I think he understands that you can't pay a running back that much money. Although the Cowboys historically do pay their stars slightly more than the league average. Absolutely. And I think I think Ezekiel Elliott will walk away with a very good deal. I just don't think he gets the same level deal as Togger. I could be totally wrong. But I think Jerry Jones is smart. And I think he will use things like let's bring championships to Dallas and all this sort of thing. So I think Zeke will get paid. I think Melvin Gordon will definitely get paid. Because I just don't think he can afford to sit out. And I don't think anyone's got enough bait to trade for these guys. So we'll see what happens. Um, but we took Tony Pollard, I think, about 20 minutes before this news broke in the Scott Fishbowl in the 18th round. And there's part of me punching the air like, go on, hold out, hold out all season. Um, we, although we do own him pretty much everywhere else we drafted uh, in the top two. a couple, not not tons. But I've got, I mean, I've got some exposure to him. You've got some exposure to him. And I think we've got a couple of leagues we have some exposure. I mean, you don't really want to see the best players hold out. You want to see him play. like. But if he holds out, he holds out. But I don't think it will happen for that long. I think he'll hold out for a couple of weeks and, and that'll be it. Yeah, no, for sure. Dallas need him because he is the key cog in that offense. Yeah. Somebody who isn't holding out, and that's Robbie Gold. He's finally getting paid. He signed a four-year, 19 million contract. We're down in San Francisco. Ten and a half guaranteed in the first two years. I mean that, 6.125 million coming to this year. He's going to earn more than Melvin Gordon unless Melvin Gordon signs. Well played, Robbie. Well played, sir. I mean, we haven't drafted him in a few leagues. He's been there and he is one of the top four or five kickers in the league. But if he was holding out and not playing, he's not draftable. And I think we grabbed him in one of the leagues we were drafting in. The news came in that he'd signed and we were on the clock or just before it needed a kicker. Boom, Robbie Gold. Welcome to Team 
five yard. Yeah, that, that's exactly what happened. We just punched the button and went, yeah, go on, we're done. Thanks very much. So he was building a house. We probably still is building the house in Chicago. Everything pointed to him moving there next year after holding out this year. But four years, well, two years, I guess, in San Fran. Then he'll move up to Chicago. A couple of years there, retire. Jobs are good. Yeah, unless unless he gets traded for. I, I don't see. I think he's he's there for the next two years in San Fran and, and see what happens after that. So the Miami Dolphins defensive tackle Kendrick Norton will undergo another surgery. NFL insider Ian Rappaport reported on Monday that Norton, who lost his arm after a Independence Day July 4th car crash, will have his sixth surgery to close up the wounds per agent Malki Kawa. Doctors believe this will be the final surgery and Norton could be released from the hospital by the end of next week. This would be nice for the chap to finally get home after what can be only described as catastrophic for the chap. Absolutely. It is worth noting he was cited by the police that it was him who caused the accident and it was a traffic lane violation. So he was deemed the person who caused the accident. So right. I'm not saying like, I'm not trying to be like, Oh my God, I don't feel sorry for the guy. Of course I feel sorry for him, but he did cause the accident from reckless driving. It's unfortunate. It, it's why we have laws about cars and, and the sort of thing. Um, I just hope his recovery you know, luckily the league are going to take care of all his medical bills. They're going to take care of all those expenses. He will, you know, won't be saddled with the debt of this accident, which is very good. And I'm sure he will get some form of insurance payout. So I'm sure he will be able to, you know, can still have a good standard of living. He'll still be able to continue his life and, and maybe do something else. Um, so it's a shame. It is a real shame because he was an up and coming talent. But it's just rules to you that, when you're that age, you're so young at 22, I think he is, 22, 23 years old, and you are, you know, you think that the, you're on top of the world and you think you're invincible. It's just that little bit of humility can be a little bit of the difference between being super, you know, successful or just crashing and burning like this. And, and I hate to put it like that, but I just hope that he gets the recovery he needs. I hope he realizes what has happened and he takes this experience and, and, you know, benefits others from it as well. No, 100%. One last little bit of news. Murph has finally finished his quarterback, running back and wide receiver rankings. He still has his tight end to go. They're done. I've just got to put them on the sheet. Okay, fair enough. Well, if you do want Murph's rankings and you have a need for them before we finish our website, hit us up on Twitter at 5 Yard Rush and we'll send you a copy of them because... Murph has worked tirelessly on them, so I still have mine to go. I am well in. I, I've made this far too complicated for myself, if I'm not perfectly honest. But yeah, Rich has his, Murph's now got his, and mine are coming. So if you want a copy of Murph's, just hit us up on Twitter, and we'll get one pinged over to you. Yeah, I would, I'd set the expectation level of probably get a copy Friday, or maybe the weekend. Um, it's, it is pretty much done. I've just got to put in... A, a little bit more data um, in terms of just into the sheet and uh, put it in a presentable format, which is it sort of is, but maybe not quite. Is. So, um, yeah, it's just aesthetics, not well, actual rankings. Well, hey, look, man, we're not Picasso or Van Gogh. <laughs> we're, we're not expecting beautiful rankings, just names, numbers, bosh. That's how you do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, hit us up and, um, yeah, we'll get them across to you. Worst case scenario, it'll be next week, but you'll have them. Um, but you can always form a queue and and can ping them across when they're when they're ready. Um, so yeah, get involved for sure.
Right, one review this week. It comes from Duffers123, and he says, they say, I should say, I'm relatively new to watching NFL, but wanting to try fantasy football this year. These guys are great at breaking it down, great guests, and have a laugh while doing it. Five stars. Thanks very much, Duffers. Appreciate the love. Rush Nation, get involved. We would appreciate all the reviews. We don't have a next target for reviews with a prize, do we, Murph? Uh, No, we will do. Um, We will definitely have a... um... We'll definitely have a target soon. Uh, I, th- I just got to count how many we've got now. We'll get this one out of the way. I think we'll get August out of the way, and then I think we'll do another competition. Talking, based on reviews. No. talking of competitions, has anybody claimed their prize? No. Do you have the name, the next names in front of you? I do. Then far away, Murph. You know they didn't. When when have they got to? They've got till Friday. Okay. So I, I I think what we'll do is we will. Uh, are we going to mention the names? Not yet. Okay. I think what we're doing. What are the names who we're, wait, we're waiting to hear from? Um, yeah, so it was Daniel Maida and Michelle Mass are the two we're waiting to hear from. So, uh, guys, if you are listening, then get in touch and you've got till Friday to claim the prize. Midday. Uh, midday Friday. If not, then the next two people on the list will, um, will have a chance and we will uh, drop them. Uh, well, we'll drop their names and, and let them claim it. So we'll see what happens. So yeah, if you're about midday Friday and the play- prizes haven't been claimed, watch out for you. We will at you on Twitter if we know your handle, or we'll drop your name next week on the pod, depending on which is easier for us to do. Yeah, but either way, like the, these are awesome prizes that you know are well worth claiming, and it's the perfect time to receive the prizes. And we will, you know, we can order them from amazon and we can get them to you pretty quickly i have prime so next day ish this doesn't not going to take long to send them to you um and make sure you're in as well we don't want our gifts to you being left in the green bin which my amazon driver thinks is acceptable to leave a parcel in the green bin which by the way is the recycling bin which means cardboard goes in it (laughs) and if it's on bin day the bin gets taken away with my stuff in it that's our order mr amazon man this is a final warning. If I catch you doing that again, you're going to get it. <laughs> Just saying. So we're going to do some ADP battles, Murph, which is basically players that are going along the same sort of ADP off of Fantasy Football Calculator, and we're going to toss them up against each other and see who we think is a better value at their ADPs, correct? Yes. So just for the sake of the conversation, we're going to do the whole lot at 0.5 PPR, just for a bit of balance, um, just you know we could do full ppr and it will change uh the scorings and the way people will lean uh ever so slightly but i feel 0.5 gives you the the context of the conversation as to which way uh we would choose now stocks and i have not discussed this with each other as to which way we will lean so i'm sure there is some of these where we will come up with the same outcome which is obviously great for you listeners because if we're that sure on it then that's something you should pay attention to there are going to be some we'll give dissenting opinions on where we will have actually different things to say. And then it's still down to you to decide. The ADPs, to give you an example, are all very, very close. We're talking about one top, one spot, two spots, three spots. I think the biggest gap is five spots. So it's not a huge jump from, uh, you know, position to position. It's from the two players. So it's a case of why are you taking that player there? And we'll put our cases together as to who we would pick and why and it's down to you to take that information and go with your gut. And, you know, if you pick, you know, a player I don't agree with, then don't cry to me when it doesn't work. 
Yeah. <laughs> I did have, I'll say this to, uh, to sort of just before we get started, is had an excellent sort of debate with uh, Ryan Kelleher in our 0.5 uh, Listener League, uh, 0.5 PPR Listener League. And he basically has been having this dig all day that we've only got one wide receiver on our team. Now, our wide receivers are Mari Cooper, Tyler Boyd, um, Kiki QT, Albert Wilson. Well, there's four, Ryan. There's another one. Sorry, so many different leagues. That's um, I, I'm doing this from memory. We're also in another league where you and I got slated after saying late round QB for taking two quarterbacks in the eighth round. I would just like to say we got Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers in the eighth round, which is for Aaron Rodgers, I'm not sure on Matt Ryan, but Aaron Rodgers' current ADP is the second pick of the fifth round. So if you can snaff, snaff him in the eighth round, that's a value. MVS was the fifth wide receiver. Uh, yeah, so I'll tell you why I took Ryan. Yes, it was one round early. But keep in mind that I was picking in the 8.03. And given the fact that not many quarterbacks have come off the board. Five, I think. Uh, I think five at that point. I think you took the fifth, which meant that the quarterback run had yet to happen. And as I'd not drafted with these people, when I saw a quarterback in the eighth round, I really am targeting in a lot of places and I'm happy to bunch to. It was either that or I could conceivably have missed the entire top four or top 12 quarterbacks. And then could have been left with a Josh Allen as my starting, which isn't terrible, but it's just not how I was constructing my roster in this particular league. So, yes, I probably reached one round above where I would comfortably take Matt Ryan. But given where I was positioning or where I was picking in the draft, I didn't feel comfortable not, you know, thinking that. I was going to get a good quarterback on the way back. Exactly. Because I've not drafted with people before, and I know people tend to over over draft. I've been in places where I got, you know, we got in our 0.5 league, we got Jared Goff in the 12th round. Perfect. In those scenarios where I can see the way that the board is going, I'm quite comfortable to take players in certain positions, but I I just, I didn't feel as comfortable waiting with the way that the board was was structured and took took the pick. But with Ryan, Ryan was sort of making a dig about, oh, only one, wide receiver so I, I decided to fire back that his wide receiver one was obj now obj was the 16th ranked wide receiver by ppr points last season and tyler boyd was the 17th and the gap between them was about eight and a bit points um he's also only played one more game over the last two years than dalvin cook has who uh obj obj yeah, yeah yeah so i was i was just basically saying to him like you know you're digging us when tyler boyd is basically obj this, I know that is ridiculous. Oh, is it though? He might be. But the way I argue it is that he paid a price in the second round for OBJ. He's got a 57% chance of getting injured this year um, due to his recurring injuries and what he's had. So he's he, he it's more likely than not likely that he will miss games. So then when you factor that in, and it's a three point per game difference in PPR between him and Boyd, where I have their projections. So the value for Boyd is greater than OBJ when we're signing Boyd in the fifth and OBJ in the second, and OBJ could miss half the season. I mean, he could play 16 and be the best wide receiver that's ever happened in fantasy, but there's always a risk there. So We've got four wide receivers anyway, Ryan. Like Five. Five. MVS. And by the way, he's the two in Green Bay, and the second wide receiver in Green Bay is he, always pretty good. It's because he took Allison two rounds before we took MVS as well, so he, he was just throwing some shade. He, I think I think Ryan was just trying to stir the pot a little bit and have a bit of fun with us, and we're all for that, bring the fire, but we're also going to bring the numbers and the facts. So, you know, that's the way that we roll here at Five Yard Rush. It's not just about... Whenever we do something, if it looks a bit weird or it counters what we might have said in the pod... 
assume there's there's a really good reason for it or worst case scenario we're just trying out a different strategy for you know kicks and giggles I, i've tried so many strategies in the drafts i'm doing recently speaking of which you are otc in uh the uh redraft league where you just took out rogers so am pick, i yeah I'm on the clock well, I, ju- I-, I just took dd which uh evan from beer me now who is sandwiched between us which is probably either a hoot or not a hoot at all depending on which way you want to look at it is um <laughs> definitely a hoot yeah I, I think that's a party a five-yard sandwich booyah but he did he did uh he did call it before i picked it he's like he's recording his podcast i've listened to his podcast i reckon he takes dd Bushbrook next <laughs> if not murph i will there it is <laughs> to be fair i hadn't seen that comment until after i picked him so yeah i have to go wide receiver here well you're on the turn Oh yeah, I know. But yeah, given given the value of positions, I, I reckon I reckon I've got a good idea. Go on then. Who am I going to pick? It. Oh, I've, 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 I know. I know one. I think you're going to pick the other one. I'm just looking at other. I'm I don't pretty, think you're going to go wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah, I am. Oh, you are. Yeah. Okay, that changes a little bit. Why? Actually, wait. Hang on. Let me let's see who's on available at tight end. Oh God. Yeah. Tight enders. Actually, there's a couple. There's three. That's fine. And my boy Chris Herndon is still there, although he's now banned for four games. Four games. <laughs> oh, so I'm going wide receiver, wide receiver. So uh, MVS is going to be one. There's my, there. That's easy money. So the next player... This is easy as well. It's a toss-up between two, but I think I... So your toss-up is going to be D-Jax. Nope. Wow, okay. It would have been until you shot me down with him in some other league of the day. <laughs> uh, no, I just I just didn't like him where we were getting him. At this point, I don't think he's he's terrible. And Djax was just because uh, Carson Wentz had one of the best deep ball records in his MVP year. Yeah, well, near MVP. He didn't actually win well, it. But he was really the MVP, wasn't he? Because he was firing until he got injured. It's not going to be Larry. It's not going to be Moncrief. It's not going to be Harbin. I'm going to go Campbell. Nope. Or Hamilton. It's Hamilton. Yeah. It was Anthony Miller or Hamilton, but... Okay. I'm all aboard Hamilton this year. There you go. Good work. Beer man is back on the clock. So I'm going to look at his team. I'm going to try and predict his pick because I think it'll just be good fun for him. It's probably not good fun for the rest of you. But since he needs uh, running back, he'll hear this after he's picked. That's what's really funny. Um, so, I, so just I reckon he's going to pick Shady McCoy. That's my prediction. Which isn't a terrible pick. Although... I'm not taking him. If he falls to me, I'm still not taking him. No, that's fine. If he falls to me in the 15th round, I'll take a punt. If he falls to me in the 20th round, I'm not selecting him. If he falls to me in free agency, I'm not selecting him. We should just also mention that this is a three running back, three wide receiver league, and Evan Beer's running backs currently stand at Joe Mixon, Ronald Jones, and Darrell Henderson, who isn't necessarily going to start. He'll get a few points in Los Angeles, but... Bro, that's terrible. Listen to more podcasts, namely ours. Right, Murph, let's do some ADP battles, brother. So our first one, we should recap. We've done a lot of talking before we said what was going to happen. Yeah, so just recap. Apologies, because we went off tangent, which happens. Um, no, it doesn't. So <laughs> ADP battles, we're going to have uh, just a battle in each round between the first and the eighth round. It's all five, uh, 0.5 point PPR and all the ADPs are off Fantasy Football Calculator, so don't at us if you're on Sleeper and it looks a little bit different. Like, yes, they're going to be different on all the different platforms. Fantasy Football Calculator aggregates across all the all the landscapes, so definitely, it's just a rough idea. Definitely go over there and have a look at the ADP if you are struggling in a draft, especially they, if it's a slow draft. They have an app, so there's absolutely no excuse. I didn't know that. Why do I not have that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I pretty much log into that app about six times a day. 
Well, the website's fine. I've got it saved oh, as a bookmark. But yeah. Download the app, Rush Nation. Don't be like stocks. So the first battle we're going to do is uh, this again. Is this a battle? <laughs> well, we'll see. Lev Bell at the the one ten or Joe Mixon at the one twelve. So they're both. Bear in mind, this is based on a twelve team league as well. Yeah. So all the things again: twelve, twelve teams, zero and a half PPR. Um, I guess not having a draft position. I can't believe Lev Bell's ADP is one. This is a no brainer for me. This is Joe Mixon all day long. Yeah, I mean, when I did my initial rankings, and I kind of factored it in, I did initially have Bell above Mixon, and it was purely on volume. And I think Bell gets absolutely more volume than Mixon. I think he gets more rushing attempts, and I also think he gets a lot more targets and and therefore catches. But having said that, it's the quality of the targets now that has made me revise down my projection on Levian Bell. Yep. And has moved him to be honest, for me, I have I have Levian Bell at eleven and I have Joe Mixon at nine. And it is just about I just don't I think he gets absolute volume and I think in as if this was a PPR league, I would take Bell. Only because I think of the volume he will get in catches. But since it's not, I would have to go with Mixon because the way I've got it broken down here, and I've revised it down, I do think there's going to be a lot of targets that that he gets, um, Levy and Bell, but I just don't think he's going to get a lot of yards, and I worry about the red zone work. Um, I don't see him getting you know, the touchdowns that, that Joe Mixon's going to get. I think Joe Mixon very easily gets double-digit touchdowns. I cannot say that for Lev Bell. I've got Lev Bell in a good way, top-end, nine touchdowns. Well, his record has only ever been 11. 11. So so I don't think he gets the red zone carries. I don't think he gets... And I think the more they want to do with Robbie Anderson, the more that Darnold gets confident behind the line. I think that... And we're talking Adam Gaze here, who does not like running backs. You know, we saw what happened in Miami. I just worry about Lev Bell, that I'm not sure that in a 0.5 or a standard league, I want any of that. In a PPR league, if I'm taking him in the early second round, I'd consider it, but... I think there are better options for me and I will always lean Mixon. The only red mark that goes against Mixon for me is his injury record. He is likely to miss a game or two, but I just think that he's he played last year, Bell hasn't. There's getting up to speed. It's a new line. I don't think that line is, is amazing in New York. I don't think it's terrible, but I don't think it's great. And then I just don't really trust the scheme that Gaze is going to put together that he's going to get a lot of quality targets. And I think that's what hurts me and why I would go Mixon. So I have several points on this. It is Mixon for me as well. Uh, I'll start with Bell. He is running, as Murph said, behind a inferior offensive line to what was over in Seattle. No, sorry. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't know why I thought Seattle Steelers, although that's a good name for a football team. The yeah, Steelers O-line is one of the best in the league. Lev Bell has a very unique, patient running style and... If he doesn't like the hole that's been opened up by his O-line in Seattle, uh, oh, Pittsburgh, he can... Uh, I've lost my train of thought here. No, if he, doesn't open, if he didn't like the hole that's been opened up, he could, because of his patient style, he could almost create another hole on his own on the other side of the line. I don't think the Jets afford him that option. So it'll be interesting to see there. I don't... As much as 
Chris Herndon missing the first four games helps Lev Bell's receiving option. I think he will get more checkdowns. Sam Darnold isn't really a checkdown quarterback. He didn't check down in college to your boy Rojo. That's why Rojo has been slated to have terrible hands. We won't get into that, but if Sam Darnold doesn't check down that much, that affects Bell's targets. You know, if he only sees 50 targets, that's not good for Lev Bell's standards. And then on the other side of the coin, Joe Mixon, you say he's injury prone. He is missing a couple of games. He may, but again, the offensive line is a massive problem over in Cincy. Jonah Williams is probably going to miss the entire 2019 season with an injury. And then somebody just retired as well, I think. One of their somebody else veteran on their offensive line has just retired so who knows Zach Taylor coming from the Rams unknown quantities don't know what you're getting exactly so it's a t- it's a close one for me but I think that I'm going with the guy who played football last year and that's Joe Mixon yeah I think you know if you're going to go running back running back and you want to stack them together at the end of the first round all day long I also think partly as well we don't know what Zach Taylor is, but the one thing I think he is is an offensive coach. Given the mind he was a quarterbacks coach, given the fact that he was an OC for about two and a half days, or it wasn't that long. <laughs> it was about a month or six weeks. Um, so, oh wow, I got that pick wrong from Evan. He went Paris Campbell. Um, well, you can't be right all the time, mate. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise it's no fun, right? Exactly. Uh, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty fun being right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take your boy Royce Freeman. <sighs> You're welcome. Um, anyway, so yeah, I just, I just think I don't. I think he's going to run the line well. I think he's going to scheme up plays. I think Mixon is going to have a very Im- big influence in this offense. I think he's going to have a big influence in his uh, catching ability. I think he's going to have uh, more targets thrown at him than ever before. I think if he stays fit, he's gonna he's gonna clean up in this offense. And I also think that the way that they'll play their game script, I think they'll just go all out gun ho attack. And I think Mixon gets a lot of red zone work. I think he runs in a lot of touchdowns. And then I think as well, if AJ Green gets injured, I think then that's where he will even see a bigger uptick of work as well. So, yeah, I'm mixing all day long, at, uh, especially in these sort of formats. But, yeah, if it was a full PPR, I, I would relook at the numbers and probably lean in Bell's favour only because he, he's going to catch a lot of balls and that might just tick him over the edge. But, um, yeah. So our second one, these are, Murph has done this very nicely and each one is in the next round ADP-wise. AJ Green's not in there, which is disappointing, but our second round ADP battle is Nick Chubb at the 208 versus Damian Williams also at the 208. So it's a coin flip, you could say, or is it? This is, for me, massively, massively format dependent. And it is purely on the fact that Nick Chubb doesn't really catch a football and secondly, has one of the best pass-catching running backs behind him in Cleveland all season. And that's without Kareem Hunt coming into the fold in the second half. So if you're playing in a standard league, it's Nick Chubb all day long. But if you're playing in any other league, it's Damian Williams, purely because Andy Reid has come out and said he's going to be starting. But secondly, Carlos Hyde has one of the worst I don't know what the stat was now, but he was second worst last year and the year before that worst in football at yards. It was it was yards per touch. Oh, well, there you go. That's a massive thing for running backs, yards per touch. So for Damian Williams to be said he's the starter and Carlos Hyde being terrible, Damian Williams is definitely the pick for me here. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to Nick Chubb, we see for me, I'd have Williams in all formats. 
not even I take standard. I, I don't even think we talked about Nick Chubb. I'm not going to give him another kicking. Uh, if you haven't listened to last week's, uh, like Mario Void, uh, we spoke both of us quite heavily about Nick Chubb. Um, and you know the the three factors were it's, it's got nothing to do with the player, but he doesn't do any work in the receiving game. He's not going to get, you know, he's not going to get a lot of receptions. I've got him down getting 109 yards in the air, which isn't a lot, and one touchdown. Then you've got the cream hunt. Then I think you know later on the season not going to happen. And the way that Todd Monkin schemed his offense in um, Tampa last season, and I appreciate part of that was with Dirk Cutter and everything. You know, they just didn't really get the running backs involved, and I just think he sees a regression. So I don't see Nick Chubb getting a thousand yards on the ground. I just don't see a path to where that happens. I've got him around about nine seventy, nine eighty, um, and that's being a bit generous that he picks up some yards at the end of the season um, in a running back by committee approach. Whereas I've got Damian Williams comfortably passing a thousand yards. I think he gets more yards on the ground. I think he gets more yards in the air and I think he gets more touchdowns. So for me, it's categorically Damian Williams all the way. Uh, he hasn't got anybody behind him. that's going to take the work from him. Andy Reed, who is an offensive genius has given him the go light. He said he's earned the right to be the one. I mean, if he loses the job, obviously I'll revise everything, but as it stands right now, Damian Williams is all systems go over Nick Chubb and I've got absolutely no doubt in my mind that he is going to deliver this season for Kansas City and I want to buy as many shares of Damian Williams as I can. Well, if you think he's absolutely the starter to get him at the middle end of the second round is an absolute steal when you consider all the other starting running backs on high fire, high firepowered offenses are going at the start of the first if you're going to grab him at 208, Kaching. So to put my projections in here, I've got Damian Williams as the 12th running back. I've got him as the 12th best running back. So I've got him at the back end of the RB1s. I have got Nick Chubb as the 24th running back. Well, that says it all. So for me, in all in all formats, it's Williams. So at the 3 ADP, I suppose, we've got Devonta Freeman at the 307 and uh, Kerryon Johnson at 308. Now, I think... If Devonta Freeman was, if he hadn't been injured and was completely the man he was in 2015, he's not a third round pick, is he? He's going to be going in the in the first round as a running back that you want as your RB one all day long. And Carryon Johnson, I think his ADP is low because I think he's going to have a breakout season. I think by draft season proper, Carryon will be higher than Devonta Freeman in ADP. I don't know how you feel about that, Murphy. Looking. I'm all wheels up on Devonta Freeman this season. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah. ADP-wise, I think it will be close. I think Devonta Freeman is about at his ceiling because he is coming off an injury. And he has this really weird tag. And I was having a debate with someone in, the, in one of the listener leagues today about Devonta Freeman. And someone called him an injury queen. And I was saying, how are you justifying that? that you know, prior to last season... He missed three games in four years. So he's playing 15.25 games a season. So everyone goes, he gets concussions left, right and centre. Yes, but he plays games. So at the end of the day, he had a horrific injury. And to be honest, he could have made it back at the end of last season. I tell you now that if Atlanta were on eight wins with two games to go, Devonta Freeman plays. He was he was almost ready to go. It was the fact they weren't in playoff contention. What was the point? 
Just see what you've got in Coleman and Anito Smith. Give them some game time. Doesn't hurt. You're not playing for much at that stage. You can't win the division. You can't make the playoffs. I, I think Devonta Freeman is better than his ADP suggests. 100%. And Atlanta bolstered their offensive line. Absolutely invested in it with two high-class draft picks. Well, they, I think they brought in five players before the draft had even started. Yeah, and on top of that, they got rid of uh, Scarsesian, who is just... He wasn't, and I know they've got Dirk Cutter back, but Dirk Cutter as an offensive coordinator is, is very good. That's his level. He's not a head coach. It's not his, He's not someone that's good at, at motivating players or, or being the guy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was Dirk Cutter there when Freeman was the running back one in 2015? Uh, yes, he would have been there because four years in the league. So it would have been Cutter's first uh, final year in Atlanta. So... Take that with a pinch of salt if you wish. I think, actually, Devonta Freeman could slide into the fourth, you know, 307, depending on how else the board falls. If you're going to get two wide receivers and then you're going to take Johnson and Devonta Freeman as your running backs, I don't hate that. I, I don't absolutely hate that. I think Devonta Freeman... Okay, in my rankings, I have Devonta Freeman as... I have him higher than Lev Bell. Okay. So that that's that's I've got him at the moment, sort of around eighth, ninth. Um, stat line I project him I project him for is two hundred and forty one carries for one thousand sixty eight yards, nine touchdowns. He will get sixty nine catches for five hundred and twenty four yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Oh, in the air. I'm going to really, really flake it here and say this is a draw for me, and take whichever one falls to you later in the ADP wise, because I think they are much of a muchness. If you need a running back, I think they're in the same tier for me. And I think they'll both provide you with what you need as either your first or second running back, depending on your roster construction. But I do have a lot more Devonta Freeman than Kerryon Johnson. So that probably means I like Freeman a little bit more. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in on Freeman in the third round. I think I'm buying it. If, if someone has given me the opportunity to get him anywhere, then I am. Kerryon Johnson, for me, I have around um, RB17. Um, which I think is, you know, I, I still rate him and, and think he's a good player. I think there's upside on that. It wouldn't shock me if he got into the top 15, 14, even maybe pushing at 12. Um, and this is no disrespect to Kerryon Johnson. We've drafted him in places. I really like the player. I think he is a talent. My big naked, my big negative on him is just he's in Detroit. And I think I would rather have... Devonta Freeman in a high power offense, and Devonta Freeman we know can catch a lot of balls. Kerryon Johnson we know can catch. Does he catch as much? I don't think he does. I don't think they run that sort of scheme in in Detroit. We know Stafford will just sling it um, if he's allowed to and if he's given a chance to. So I will always leave Devonta Freeman if I'm ever got that as my queued up decision. I'm always Freeman. I, there's absolutely no way I hit Carry on, and that's no disrespect to Carry. I think Carry on Johnson is in the ADP range. I think is where he belongs in that sort of third round RB fifteen to RB twenty conversation. Whereas I think Devonta Freeman is hugely undervalued. No, yeah, and I, I think so as well. As I mentioned it earlier, I think Carry on Johnson hype train increases his ADP, and if you all aboard that train then you're going to draft him earlier. But I think, like you say, Karen Johnson's ADP currently is where he is, but Devonta Freeman, due to his injury, is lower. But we'll move on, Murphy. We'll hit the round four, and we've got Julian Edelman at 4.03, Brandon Cooks at 4.06. I 
I think Julian Edelman, is that seriously where he's being drafted? That is where he's being drafted according sure, to the Fantasy Football Calculator on 0.5 PPR. I'm sure I've seen him go later. 100%. We have done a lot of drafts. There aren't many times I've seen Julian Edelman go that high. I can think of maybe two instances where I think he has gone that high. Um, and that is from people who I wouldn't say are the most seasoned or experienced players. And that's not a disrespect. Like he's coming off a he's coming off a, a Super Bowl MVP performance. So yeah, his ADP right now is yeah, four point oh three on, on on the app, which I just think is That's too high. It, I'm not but saying basically that. the player sandwich between these two is Tyreek Hill, which is a whole different conversation. I'm not saying it's too high for Julian Edelman. I think that the ADP we have on fantasy football calculator is too high for where he's actually going. I agree, but I think if you're looking at all drafts on all platforms, I, I do you know what? Let's look on Sleeper. I, I this is maybe slight overgeneralization, but I tend to find that more inexperienced or younger players, or players who are just in their first few seasons of fantasy football, tend to play on the NFL app, and therefore I think they are drafting Julian Edelman early, potentially quite high. So. I'm going to look in a. I'm going to look in our 0.5 PPR league draft. And I know he's already gone, but I'm going to just click on his draft profile and see what his ADP is. Um, so for me, this is really easy, and it's... his his ADP is 40.8, which puts him at the 4.04. Wow! On sleeper, so 4.04, 4.05. See, I've I've seen him go later. Than that. I've seen him go later. I think I think people are savvy that I think Julian Edelman is a great player. We've talked about him. We went we went on um, Matt Inkster's uh, Patriots Nation podcast. We said he's a good player. He's definitely worth a buy at the right price. I think the fourth round is too high. I think the fifth round is fine. I think he is a top fifteen to twenty wide receiver who has at the back end of RB1 potential, but I'm not sure he gets there. Um, Again, these players, these aren't slights. There's no one here I wouldn't have on any of my teams. Oh, no, for sure. But this one is easy for me. It's Brandon Cooks. Because I think Edelman's price is too high a four, whereas I think Brandon Cooks is probably... If Cooper Cup isn't ready for the start of the season, uh, I heard a few things that say he isn't. Brandon Cooks is the one in LA all day long. And if you're going to get the one in a high, possibly the highest scoring offence, depending on how the Chiefs go. I think Brandon Cooks at 406 is a value, and Julian Edelman at 403 is too high a price for me. Here's a shock. I I didn't realise this. I actually have them back-to-back. I have have Cooks at 12, and I have Edelman at 13. Okay, so... So I actually have them back-to-back. I didn't realise. I thought I was maybe slightly lower... I think for me, Cooks is safer. I think he's got a safer floor. I think he's in a better offense. Um, I think he's in... I think he he's going to get more work. I think Cooper Cup is not going to get as much work early on. And I think, therefore, Edelman is going to get more work early on. And I think, therefore, I have Edelman... Um, next point. Next point. Uh, yeah, I, th- listen, I, I think they're very close. I think if someone said to me that I'm taking Edelman over Cooks, I... C- I couldn't hate it, I, but I, I don't. I don't think for me. I think the only thing I'd say is, I think Brandon Cooks has a higher ceiling and a higher floor. 
So Brandon Cooks is the winner. Oh, yeah. No, look, for me, Brandon Cooks is always the winner. I would always take Cooks over Edelman. But I can I can buy into a narrative where I can see someone telling me, well, there's all these Gronk targets available and there isn't really anyone else there. And I can buy that narrative. If someone was telling me that, I just think for me, I'd rather, if I picked Julian Edelman up in the fifth round, I'd sleep better at night than if I got him in the fourth round. 100%. Even though I do have him back-to-back, which is just weird, but that's just the way it goes, eh? Yeah, for sure. No, I massively agree with you, man. Uh, Fire the cannons onto the fifth round. Chris Godwin, 502. There's Calvin Ridley, 507. This is a tricky one because, obviously... Bruce Arians now over in Tampa. Chris Godwin is now the two locked into. There's loads of targets available from the guy who went to Tennessee, Adam Humphreys, and Djax have both left. So Godwin is going to feast. It just depends on how much. And then Calvin Ridley had a fire start to last season, had a couple of really, really big games, but was boom or bust. You either take Godwin here and hope he has a massive upside or you take Ridley for the slightly safer second-year production of the wide receiver. I don't know who I... ADP suggests, from what I've seen, Godwin goes early in the route, Calvin Ridley, and he is four or five points here, but I think if I'm on the clock at the 5.02, Godwin's there and Ridley's there, I'm taking Godwin over Ridley. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would take I would take Godwin over Ridley. My projections have them very close. Actually, it's going to sound like there's a big gap between them, and there really isn't. They are in this range for me where I think you can go any direction, and I couldn't talk you out of it. I think there's six players in this range that if you were to tell me I'm going with this player over that player, I'd go, yeah. Um, I have Godwin at the back end of wide receiver twos, so I have him at 24. I have Calvin Ridley at 29. This is my list, and there isn't anyone... The only player I would say not take here is only because you can buy his ADP so much later is the only reason why I say don't get him. Okay? So, Robbie Anderson, Chris Godwin, Mike Williams. Dee Westbrook is the one I would say don't take here because you can buy him four rounds later. Yep. Dante Pettis, Tyler Boyd, Calvin Ridley. I have all those in basically a group together of all players that will... But where I I have them in projections, I have players that maybe have slightly more upside. Godwin, for me, has more upside. I think you're right. Ridley has a slightly better floor. But I do think Ridley is going to regress this year. I think people are going to see 10 touchdowns. I think that's going to come back. I don't think it is. I, I see him regressing back to about seven. I think Godwin gets maybe a little bit more. I think targets-wise, I think Godwin gets a tiny bit more. And I think... Because you've got Freeman there. Ultimately, you've got a running back there who can catch balls versus a running back in, in Tampa who isn't going to be relied on as much. Um, I think as well, Atlanta are probably a better team. So I think Atlanta are potentially going to run the ball to protect leads and maybe not sling it as much. But I don't think it's a big gap. I think that literally we're talking about a few points. Like I think their difference at the end of the season could be as small as one, one and a half points a game. So if you say, I want to go with Ridley because I think he's got a safer floor and I kind of know what I'm buying, 100% respect that, couldn't argue it either way. The same way that if you were going to skip both of these and get, say, Mike Williams, I'd buy that. If you wanted to skip all three players and go get Pettis around later and go get another running back, I'd go, I'd sign on to that. I I don't think any of those are wrong answers. This, for me, of all these battles, is the only one that I I can really see... 
I said it with Edelman and Cooks. I can see people making an argument. This for me is a coin toss, but I would give it to Godwin. I just think he gets a tad more at the end of the season. And the fact that he finished the uh, last season, week 17, as the wide receiver one in all the fantasy, and he was the wide receiver four, that to me says everything I need to know, that he has got that talent to put elite weeks on, whereas Ridley is relying on touchdowns to get there. Uh, Yeah, I completely agree. So moving on to the sixth round, battle of the running backs, Lamar Miller at the 6.05 and then Tevin Coleman at 6.08. This is tough and I think it depends completely. You're basically going to be picking either of these to fill out a bye week or a flex spot and I think it depends on roster construction and how confident you are in the running backs you have drafted as to which one of these two you take. So Lamar Miller, the starter over in Houston, the offensive line we saw last year uh, haven't really improved. I think that because Donta Foreman hasn't been dropped, they see him taking a role and does he eat into Lamar Miller's role? Let's Lamar Miller could this be his this could be his last season. And if Donta Foreman is fit, healthy and the guy they think he was, he could step into that role. Lamar Miller not might not play all season. And on the other side, down in San Fran, you've got Tevin Coleman, just come over free agent from the Falcons. Kyle Shanahan's running backs are always decent in fantasy. They signed him. Lord only knows why they signed him, because they've got 37 running backs down there. So they've signed him because they've seen something. McKinnon obviously isn't as fit or hasn't shown to be the person they thought he was when they signed. I, this is pie in the sky I'm talking here, but perhaps that's the case. Tevin Coleman... I think is going to split first and second down work with Matt Breda, but Tevin Coleman could be the number one running back for first and second downs over in San Fran. So I think Tevin Coleman potentially has the higher ceiling, but the lower floor because of the amount of running backs. And then Lamar Miller, slightly safer, but then I don't think he has games where he wins your weeks. For me, I I can't I think it's whoever you need depending on roster construction. So if you had let's say Lev Bell and Leonard Fournette as your first two running backs, you're going to be taking Lamar Miller because he's safer. Whereas if your running backs were Saquon Barkley and who goes in the third round, Devonta Freeman. Freeman. <laughs> okay, there you go. There's your first two running backs. Yeah, you can take you can take Tevin Coleman as a risk upside, and if he hits, play him in your flex. If he's okay, he's bye week cover. I don't. I don't think this is a debate for me. I take Lamar Miller all, all day long. Um, I get what you're saying. Here's my big red flag on Tevin Coleman. He had a backfield all to himself in Atlanta last year, and he flopped. And Atlanta's not a bad team. Like, I know that they didn't win a lot of games. Their, their defense was trashed. But he never... It, he had the whole backfield pretty much to himself, and he didn't do it. He didn't show out, that's for sure. And my thing is, he is not going to get the luxury of having six games to just be a damp squid. Because you've got Matt Breda, who was phenomenal for them last season, who will always turn up, no matter what state he's in, and put a performance in. And you have got Jarrett McKinnon, who, you know, he went for a lot of money. And, yeah, he got injured, and it's unfortunate. But they they clearly like him. You know... Tevin Coleman was cheap and I can see a scenario where he starts the season out as the one. I don't buy a scenario where he is getting, as you say, he might get the first and second down work. I don't know how much work he gets and it's still a muddy minefield to me. You're right about Deonta Foreman. I think Deonta Foreman brings into the fold maybe towards the end of the season, but I think Lamar Miller, he is going to hold that job. 
they've paid him the money. I think they're just going to run the wheels off him. I don't think he's going to do much more after this season. So I think it's just wheels up on Lamar Miller. I think he's just going to run it to the ground. I think he gets over a thousand yards. I have Lamar Miller as my running back 15 this season. I have uh, Tevin Coleman as my running back 27. The difference between them is about 300, 350 yards. So I just, for me, would and I, and I know that Lamar Miller can do it in the end zone. I've yet to really be convinced that Tevin Coleman is going to be the guy that's going to get the red zone carries as well. So I, I, I know what I'm going to get with Lamar Miller. Yes, you're right. I think he has weeks where he's going to struggle. He's not the most consistent player. And I think he has weeks where he does definitely not win you leagues. Um, but I think if you have enough roster depth, I think you can play that into your thinking and your flex and look at his schedule and look at games where you think he's up against very good defences that are going to stack the box, that are going to halt his production. And I think that will be interesting. I think he also will benefit from having more receivers on the field this year because he didn't have a lot of that last season. So for me, Lamar Miller, all day long, I uh, think he's got... Uh, more consistency, even though sometimes he does have weak weeks. I think he's got less competition, and I think he's just got the potential to get more more yards in the air, more yards on the ground, more touchdowns, more red zone work across the board. I just think it's all one way. And it's Lamar Miller. Yeah, I like, like I said, he's the safer play, and I like drafting safe, so he's probably the play for me. Right, Rush Nation. That was the first half of your ADP battles. We've blasted into the hour mark, so we will hit you with the second half at another point. You happy with that, Murph? Sounds good to me. Um, I wouldn't want to do the second half of this in a rush and, and not provide Rush Nation with top content. That makes sense for me. I think that's good. And on top of that, um, just want to say, don't forget to follow uh, Beer Me Now. Use those codes. Do not forget to um, get involved with uh, kingfantasysports.com. Use the code 5YARD. Uh, use the code 5YARD Rush for Beer Me Now. We've given the uh, the guys a shout. Um don't forget to claim the books that we've talked about. If you, they're your reviews and we've given your names. Um, any more housekeeping? We should talk about, I know we're wrapping up, but we should talk about maybe the Patreon and a little bit, of, just a tiny bit of detail because we kind of talked about it at the top of the show. Yes, yeah, so the Patreon. We've decided to start, It's a, you know, we've got some big, big plans for five yard and for you rush nation and in order to do that to the best of our ability we obviously money makes the world go around and we feel like the best way to do that is to start a patreon page so if you feel like you want to come on board with rush nation there are going to be some perks depending on which membership tier you choose and these things are going to enable us to a provide you with exclusive rush nation content which you can only get if you are a patreon member and to provide all of Rush Nation with better content and product going forward. So we've started a Patreon. Uh, if you go over to Patreon, it's just type 5 Yard Rushing and our page will come up. It isn't set up yet because we haven't finalized the tier details. But what we are going to provide for you, Rush Nation, is stuff that... Basically, we want to provide more content, but it's hard to do so with the time that we have. So if we have a little bit of money in our back pocket to provide the content time-wise, then we can do so. And Patreon's the way to do that. So Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's worth noting that the, the, 
almost everything that we we get out of this in fact everything we get out of it will go into the pod yeah we're so, not we're not in this to make any money we we no. we want to put everything we get in or everything we get in back in yeah I, I, and basically this isn't for us to go to america and you know go see games or anything like that you know everything we're doing we're talking about some equipment upgrades um there's the website which is uh nearly done and some things that we can do to the website that will allow us to uh do a little bit more um and power that up a little bit which will give you even more content um we have the opportunity to get you know a wider reaching audience which is really key um but everything we do so um the tiers we're talking about we're talking about not even you know the the most basic tier starts at not even the price of a beer a month and we're going to give you something back for your investment not just content but actually there's going to be a gift of some sort if you subscribe to a certain amount of time that is almost the value of what you put in so that that's what we mean like it's not even we take that money and just produce everything there's going to be physical things that you will receive as being a member plus you'll get uh i said exclusive podcast content exclusive access to to us um you know some people have have asked us to help them in drafts um so there'll be an ability to take care of that service and be part of that and be able to have access to one of us uh i wouldn't say 24 7 but in you know very quick service we get back to people extremely quickly as i think anybody that's messaged us um on our about me page on the mock-up of the website our opening hours are 9am till 10pm yeah so that could be the window of when we're available (laughs) yeah so that sounds about right um so again i think that the, the point of this is just we just want to do more for you and some of it we've we've put money into this um even some of the giveaways we we've we we've funded out of our own pockets equipment so far and we love it and that's why we do it um but there is obviously some um sometimes that we could just do with a little bit to allow us to do a lot more and that's effectively what we're going to do with it and there will be information up there in the next car in the next couple of days hopefully sooner um but there's even an opportunity just to not even join any of the tiers and just to tip us a, a, a amount of money so it's just like a tip jar so if you really enjoy you think actually i i don't want to subscribe and pay a monthly fee for the pod but actually i do really want to help these guys out and i'll chuck a couple of quid in that all for it like you know at the end of the day we just want to produce more and more content for you and our patreons who do follow and invest will have the opportunity to actually push for things to come on the podcast to um really be part of the community and to push forward more ideas for us as to what they want to see and what they want to do and how we can help with the community and everything else so please uh just you know have a look any questions get in touch with us uh, and ask but like i said we really just want to build a better product for you and to really help all of you win leagues and we really want fantasy football to absolutely take over the uk i feel like we're at this precipice now where there's more and more interest but i don't think we're at the peak of the mountain just yet and i really want to get to the peak and then just have everybody playing so help us get there and that's what's going to allow us to to get there we want to be hillary edmund perfect hillary like we did there (laughs) (laughs) he didn't even know i did i did no i didn't i just knew he got to the top of a mountain anyway right well this has been a lot of fun man appreciate your time as always See you. We might have a second pod. We might not. Can't promise anything this week, Rush Nation. We are busy AF. 
Murph, I'll speak to you real soon. Final thought for this week. I really, really, really hate drafting two spots after you because you always take the players I need. And on that bombshell Russian engine, as always, don't forget, keep rushing. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm gonna do this to protect myself. Do it for them, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.